Hello and welcome to a Tuesday evening edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And the Penguins are fresh off a 5-2 absolute shellacking of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And with that win, everyone, the Penguins are now first place in the Metropolitan Division. We absolutely love to see it. Hello. Wait, what's that? Is it me you're looking for? Oh, well, that Hunter, was that was Hunter. Cool. You know I had to join the podcast for, yeah, for yeah. first place in the division. That's right. Yeah, there's there's Cameron Easton. He joins the podcast yet again for another episode. Had to play that little clip. Uh, Cam, how you doing tonight, my man? Hey, first place. Couldn't feel better. Um, it was a little interesting seeing Malkin come out of the lineup. That was a little scary. Yeah, uh, I, I, tweeted, uh, I tweeted before the game. I thought, you know, you never, you never know if, if it's just a pregame dump that you need to take. Uh, I kind of slipped people laughed at that. But um, it sounds like he actually was sick. It looked like that he was, you know, holding his stomach. So I'm pretty sure he probably went to the bathroom and threw up a bunch um, as he was probably taking off his uh, equipment gear. So hopefully it's nothing too serious with his sickness. Good thing it's not an injury of some sort. So I guess that's the good news. But... Uh, Pierre Cam, first place in the Metro. This is probably the first time the Penguins have been in first place in Metropolitan Division. Um, I can't even remember the last time they were in first place in this division. They were 13 points behind the Capitals at one point this season. They have erased that deficit. They still have a game in hand on them. And um, if the Penguins can hold on to this and win the Metro, uh, get home ice for at least the first two rounds, that actually might, I think, put them over the top because you know you never really see the Penguins have home ice. In the, in the playoffs for the first two rounds, as long as this um, divisional format has been, they've only done it once was the 2013-14 season. And of course, we want to forget that when they blew the lead to the Rangers. But, I mean, what a run this team is on right now. It's absolutely outstanding that with the level that they're playing at. And, you know, they, they have the opportunity to make a really big run here with the schedule they have coming up, too. Yeah, and traditionally with their um, their March um performances in the past uh it's traditionally called the the march of the penguins that's right and and you would hope that tradition continues um because yeah. they've they've just been on a tear right now and give credit to players like uh tristan jari and matt murray they they are some of the league's best right now and definitely helping the penguins out in that category yeah the goaltending was absolutely superb again i know tristan jari gave up two late goals in the second period but you know, other than that, just an absolutely spectacular game again. He was making some absolute rock-solid saves um, on all the Toronto's best skaters. He was really square to each shot. Had, a, I think it was uh, late in the second or in the third period when Marner had a chance to make it, I think, a two-goal game. Shajari shut the door there. Um, you know, I tweeted it on Sunday. It's, it's This is just such a great problem to have when both of your goaltenders are playing at this level. Um, I've said it uh, a lot over the, this last week with Murray's uh, rejuvenation that I would start him in game one. But, you know, I also wouldn't be mad if you know, if they went to Jari right now because, uh, you know, they're just going to keep flip-flopping back and forth. And I think that's the best thing you can do at this point with how both of them are playing really, really well. Um, it was just great to see um, him dominate the Leafs tonight. And uh, the poor Toronto Maple Leafs and their fans, uh, you know, they're really feeling it right now up in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, and just going back to the Jari and Murray thing, um, what's great about that is they're they're both going to be fresh for the playoffs, considering the workload they've both had. Um, considering like a, a a franchise goalie and just a backup, these are two franchise goalies. Um, 
uh, without a doubt in my mind, I mean, with their play right now. And um, it I, personally, I, I would start Murray um, game one. Yeah. Um, but I, I, like I, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Jari gets that start. But um, the Leafs just, they just, um, you know, I, they, I, they I, I kind of feel bad. Yeah, I feel bad for the Leafs fans out there. You know, yeah, I mean, Travis Yost had a really good uh, tweet earlier today. It was basically like, you know, what do you do if you're the Leafs at the deadline? Like, do you actually try to buy considering you're easily going to have to go up against a Tampa team who has just crushed the league these last month and a half? Or a team like Boston who has destroyed the Leafs in the playoffs um, each of the last few seasons? Um, you know, it, it, that's not good. <laughs> and the, They're still trying to win their first playoff round in the Austin Matthews, John Tavares era, especially the Austin Matthews era. And with how inconsistent that they've been lately, they of course they got crushed by Buffalo this past weekend. Um, I feel for Kyle Dubas going into the trade deadline because I'm not really sure if he's going to ha- make a big move. You know, there's an actual argument he made that they could sell, even though they're still in a playoff spot, though the Florida Panthers are still a little bit on their tail. I don't know, excuse me, what they're going to be doing at the deadline, but yeah, I mean, that was, you know, they, they started taking it to the Penguins, I thought, a little bit tonight when the Penguins were turtling, of course. Every team, I think, kind of turtles. When you go up 5 nothing. the game started to tilt in their favor a little bit, which was expected. But, I mean, before that, I mean, they were just making the Maple Leafs look like a peewee hockey team. And uh, especially on that fifth goal with um, the passing of Crosby and Russ to Teddy Bluger. And that was, that was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> yeah, um... Just a well-rounded game for the Penguins tonight. Um, definitely a great win. Gets them in first place. But going back to Toronto, and um, you know they made their moves prior to the this season, uh, back in the past, uh, this prior offseason, um, getting players like Jake Muzzin and um, improve, trying to improve that defense. And I just I think they made their moves then. And I think seeing the way Tampa's been playing, which is unreal. Um, yeah. turn, turning it on right at the right time of the year and the way Boston's playing. It's just, I, I, I would just play it safe if I were Toronto and just reevaluate for the offseason. Play yeah. with what you got and, mm-hmm. yep. Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, they're just, I think their biggest problem is they don't have defense. Uh, I know Morgan yeah. Riley is hurt. You know, Jake Muzzin is good. I mean, Travis Dermott is, eh, I guess, but... I mean, other than that, is they're just a lot of their defensive unit is a tire fire. They definitely need to go out and get more uh, defense. I would say um, their forwards are a little lacking a little bit outside of their big guns. Of course, you know Marner, Nylander, Tavares, uh, Matthews, Hyman, um, etc. With those guys, they're just kind of lacking a little bit. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't envy Kyle Dubas. Uh, he's going to have a big decision. Of course, um, this text thing is going to annoy me the hell, the hell out of this tonight. Can't mute my uh, notifications but whatever um but yeah i don't like i said i don't envy him going into the deadline i think mostly i think he's probably going to play it safe and mostly not do anything but it also wouldn't surprise me if he like kind of just um excels a little bit i i tweeted it out during the um during the game that you know they should sell don't at me and you know i could definitely see that happening with them that's just that's not a they're just so inconsistent. The Penguins obviously are going to get another crack at them on Thursday. And, you know, um, we'll be, I'll be curious to see how the Maple Leafs respond to that game. Yeah, and I just – I don't know. This whole deadline just doesn't seem as flashy and as prominent as past deadlines. Um, Penguins acted early getting Zucker, um, mm-hmm. which me and you in the past podcast were on Zucker a lot. So I'm glad they finally got him and 
He performed well tonight and in his past couple games here, and that's just a great addition to the team. Um, you know, you saw Tyler Toffoli go into the Canucks, which that that was a little left out of left field for me. Um, but honestly, that's I think that's a great fit. Um, you know, with a young Canucks team. Um, yeah, that's a uh, that's that a classic end. Jim Benning move where he's just trying to save his ass to make the playoffs. Yep. Um, yep. You know, the ownership I think pressures them to do it because they haven't made the playoffs in a few years. Well, so. and they're they're overachieving this year too. That's and, also true. Yeah. Um, I think they they like what they're seeing right now, and they're just you know they they thought Toffoli would be great to the the roster, but yeah. And going back to the Penguins, um, you know, I, I don't really see them making another move unless it's just for a depth player. Um, yeah, that's what I think they're most likely going to do too. Um, um, probably but like even then, forward. it's I, I, this roster right now is is really good. I, I'm I'm very happy with it. Maybe you know. Just one depth player, and I think that's you're you're set for the playoffs. Yeah, they bearing might be, any injuries, they might be um, forced to, you know, because of Zach Aston Reese, of course. I think yep. he's what is he? Is he week to week now? I believe yes, week they? to week. Yeah, so that might force uh, Jim Rutherford's hand a little bit to make a depth forward move. I still, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Well, and then well, in in going back to the um, like Angelo tonight. I mean, getting the call right before the game. Hey, Malkin's sick. We need you to mm-hmm. play tonight, and he got he got his first NHL goal. Um, so it just it shows the power that Wilkesbury ha- has had to those those players in the system are coming up and just um, answering the call and mm-hmm. and really stepping it up. And um, it it kind of gives you a little flashback to 2015-16 when players like Sherry and and Russ came up and. They went on a little bit of a run there. Yeah, that was uh, quite a uh, big run, um, if I'm not mistaken, of <laughs> course. But, uh, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it was really great to see him score his first goal. Um, yeah, we'll probably talk more about that, you know, coming up after this break. And, of course, uh, it was basically the Sidney Crosby show um, as well. So, yeah, let's just look forward to that. We have a lot more coming up um, on this uh, episode. So, of course, uh, we're back here, and um, Cam, uh, it was basically, you know, we welcomed everyone to the Sidney Crosby show tonight because I think that was his best game since coming back from the sports hernia injury. Um, he's been on quite a tear these past few games. Uh, Four-point night, uh, had a goal, three assists. He set up, the, of course, the uh, Jason Zucker goal. He got his third goal, I believe, and that's now four games. Um, so um, I think uh, I saw someone tweeted this during the game, actually, I found this was funny. Alex Galchenyuk had five goals in 45 games. Jason Zucker already has three goals in his first four games. So uh, he's probably going to outscore him in his first two weeks as a Penguin. So <laughs> I find that really funny. But um, otherwise, yeah, Sidney Crosby, ho-hum, just absolutely uh, ridiculous play from him tonight. He was making plays all over his, I thought, his defensive play um, in his own zone was spectacular. Um, that was a complete uh, Sidney Crosby game, and um, we just can't take this for granted anymore considering just how good he is. He was just um, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it was just every time he was on the ice, it seemed like he was doing something spectacular, and he was just playing very well defensively and offensively. And give credit to Simone and Zucker on that line. That line looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't imagine what it's going to be like when, you know, Gensel comes back. I'm, I'm looking ahead next season when I shouldn't be. Should be looking now, but I mean, you got that term on Zucker uh, with his contract, and it's that's just gonna, it's it's great, um, great time to be a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. 
Crosby yeah. is is back and playing playing like Crosby and yeah, great night by Crosby and um, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> power play looked great too. Yeah, um, power play went a little quiet there a couple games, but they finally broke out tonight and really uh, really showed there. Yeah, yeah. Penguin power play has been, I think, inconsistent a lot of times this season, though. Thankfully, it's turned up a lot this past week. You said tonight, three power play goals for the Penguins um, on their first, I think it was their first three chances, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they were just taking it to the Leafs penalty kill. Um, it just The Penguins almost look like the Harlem Globetrotters out there with uh, some of the passing that they were doing on the power play. Um, so it was just really, really nice goals. Um, of course, uh, just it was just awesome, and I just I loved it. Um, just seeing the power play working because this is how good the Penguin power play can be um, when it's working. Even that's even without Evgeny Malkin too and Jake Ensel, right. which is yeah. pretty uh, yeah scary to think about. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Imagine that second unit if Kensel and Malkin are in there. <laughs> I mean, it's just I mean, yeah, talent I mean, among Penguins talent are... among talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. That that second unit could be easily a a first unit anywhere in the in the National Hockey League. Yeah, it could definitely um, be on at least some teams, <clears throat> Detroit um, especially. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate to pile on the Red Wings, though. The Red Wings uh, they did just sweep the season series against the Montreal Canadiens, so uh, that is really funny. Um, the fact that someone yeah, like they were able to do that. that is. But um, I also just saw that apparently fire hashtag fire Dubis is trending in Toronto tonight. Oh, so man. Leafs fans are taking this loss. Um, very well, I would think, um, you know, that's, that's typical for Toronto, I would say, but, um, going back to the Penguins, I also thought tonight, um, also, you know, just going back to how they're also in first place, we'll get to, um, their play in a second. Since December 4th, they're 23 and six and two. They're also 22 and five and four at home this season. That's the best home record in the NHL. Um, yeah, I mean, if they, like I said, if this team gets the first two rounds of home ice at home, it's going to be a major problem for a lot of teams. The Penguins just do not lose a lot at home, but, um, there, I mean, and also of course, uh, Brian Ross got his 23rd goal tonight. I tweeted that he's probably going to pot 30 by the end of the season's end. What a player he's turned out to be. Um, I thought he had a really, really good game. Also game I talked about in my last episode, Patrick Hornquist, um, another yeah. really good game. Um, got a, a couple more points, I think, especially um, on this primary assist to Sidney Crosby's goal. Um, you know, he's he's been a lot better when he's been in the lineup, and they were able to promote him um, in the lineup, of course, with Malkin coming out. And, you know, he's he's looked good the past few games. Yeah, I saw on Twitter there was a couple knocks on uh, Hornquist a couple games ago with um, how he's he was towards the bottom of the lineup in his cap hit. But when it comes down to this time of the year and you're heading towards playoffs, uh, cap numbers really don't matter. It's your play that matters. And uh, Hornquist is finally um, stepping up and playing well. And, you know, I, I always thought he was a great playoff performer, too. Um, just getting those gritty goals. I mean, throughout his career, too, just getting gritty goals. And that's that's what you need. And um, he made that beautiful pass to Crosby tonight, too. And, um, mm-hmm. That's when he used to, I think, kind of it, shot. It's, I, I mean, this whole lineup is just Tanif looked like a, a, a bullet out of the the, the chamber. I'll pay him even more up. money than he already makes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you look throughout this whole lineup, and there's players that um, you know. At one time, I mean, like I, I had criticisms and criticisms of the Tanif signing, 
and I was a little uh, little shaky on the uh, the Hornquist contract extension. But right now they're playing well, and um, yeah, first place, and that that's where they need to be, and um, that's the expectation right now. And the cup is the ultimate expectation, and that's um, they're they're really going for it and it's it's great to see yeah no i absolutely agree um you know but with all that uh you know like i said i would pay tanev um even more money with the way he's playing right now so yep. of course that Aston reese got her considering that line was really good but still he was playing great with bluger tonight and you know teddy bluger you know it took him a little while to come up into uh the system and be on the team full-time but he's earned it i think he was probably due for a spot last season in favor of matt cullen who was um, unfortunately, you know, we love Matt Cullen on this podcast, but he was kind of a bit of a corpse uh, for almost all last season. Team Dad. Yeah, Team, team dad. dad. You know, Team Dad was Shout great. out Tyler. Team, yeah, <laughs> team Dad was great. 2015-16, 2016-17. Otherwise, you know, it went downhill pretty quick. But, um, yeah, great for t- Teddy Bluger, too. Um, we'll have more uh, about this game coming up. And apparently, <clears throat> um, Sheldon Keefe uh, just spoke to the media, and uh, he had some pretty harsh words uh, about his team and uh, about and pretty interesting uh, comments about the Penguins. All right, so um, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, so like I said, Sheldon Keefe uh, like just spoke to the media. Cam, he is uh, pretty not happy. He said, you know, you have a team over there in the Penguins that's built a championship culture, and what's acceptable, and we're not there. That is something the inexperienced, but we also have some very experienced players that should be more than capable of leading the way. So, um, yeah, he basically, uh, is calling, he's telling it how it is and how the Penguins are basically, um, you know, they, like they know what it takes to win, obviously. But, um, I just found that quote very interesting. You know, I mean, I'd be curious to see the response that they have in Thursday in Toronto when the Penguins travel for the, um, second game of the home and home. Yeah. I mean, when, when you look at the Penguins and I mean, traditionally in, in the past years, the first half of the season always isn't spectacular mm-hmm. for the Penguins. And that second half, um, usually towards the beginning or, you know, end of December, um, that's when the Penguins just say, hey, look, this is this is, this is it. We need to start buckling up and um, making that run. And um, when, when the Penguins do that, it's they're forced, forced to be reckoned with. And, you know, with the Leafs, um, they're, they're, they're hot and cold. A lot, and um, so, some nights they're they're looking like the best team in the league, and then some nights it's it's like tonight. And and, and, and this weekend against Buffalo, when uh, was, Jack Eichel yep, basically yeah. torched them. Yeah, no, I agree. That's probably but, the best assessment. Of yeah, those. and you know, Toronto has the talent, and of course they need some defensive help, but the, their offense is just—I mean, they got Marner, uh, Tavares, and Matthews, and you know. They have the cornerstone pieces for a, a championship team. They just need to get over that 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 step. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, the hump. You know, they got to beat Boston if that'll ever happen. And they, they and, got, like I said, and for the Penguins, yeah. for the Penguins, a couple of years it was the Rangers. And yeah, um, you know, maybe this year uh, for some odd reason it's it Toronto finally beats Boston or whoever that is in the first round and. They finally go on that run, but right now, um, they definitely need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And you know, um, I, you know, with the Penguins being in first place, you know, their schedule coming up, um, it, it helps them, you know, before the big Metro stretch uh, to end the season with 14 of their last 16 games coming against Metro teams. 
uh, going forward here. You know, they have a chance to really put some distance potentially between them and the Caps if the Caps keep struggling. Play Toronto again on Thursday. They host Buffalo on Saturday, who, you know, that's a big trap game, I would say, but um, mm-hmm. they're really bad. And then, of course, the game against Washington is massive. But then after that, they play. They go to California to play the three really bad California teams. It's always really weird to say that all three of them just absolutely stink this season. Um, and then they have Buffalo and Ottawa again. And then the real fun begins with all the Metro teams. So, um, yeah, just these next one, like I said, these next, you know, five, six games, you know, they have, they have a chance to really keep stacking some points here and winning some games and further pushing themselves away from, you know, a team like the Flyers, of course, that's in third, the Islanders. And also, like I said, a team like the Capitals who are one point behind them, but the Penguins still have uh, a game in hand on them. Yeah, and I think it's important the Penguins don't necessarily look ahead and they just take it one game at a time. And I think that's where they're at that point right now in the season where Sullivan's like, he's in that playoff mode, you know what I mean? Uh, Just just play, just play, you know what I mean? Just stuff like that, you know, his little quotes quotes in the locker room, just skate and all that and – yeah, we just um, play. But, we just play. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the uh, post game uh, press conferences. He's like, "Well, we just we just played hard, you know, and got the win. We play the game the right um, way. We play the game the right yeah, way. That's well, like his favorite. Yeah, that's his yeah. favorite. But um, movie. yeah. But if they just, but like, yeah, if they just play the game the right way, <laughs> each game, you know, they don't look at who the the opponent is, you know, whether it's the Red Wings or the Capitals. You just play the game and um. Um, yeah, I mean it's they they definitely have that chance to stack points and get yeah, that home ice advantage. Yeah, that'll that'll be great. Yeah, you know the Capitals though they'll look a little different on Sunday when they play them. Of course, they got Brendan Dillon today from the San Jose Sharks, the defenseman for a second third round pick, basically just a good defensive player, nothing more. You know that's the annual trade I think the Capitals always make. Um, they just trade for a defenseman almost every year. And, you know, a lot of times that's, it's not really paid off for them, except for Michael Kepney, who's actually a legit stud on that team. But otherwise, you know, Nick Jensen, um, Michael we- Mike Weber, Kevin Shattenkirk didn't work out for them. Yeah, Shattenkirk was the big the big one I remember. Yeah, yeah. Kepney I, 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 I remember when that trade went down. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than the uh, the year they won the Cup, yeah, or what was it? That was 2018 uh, the year, when they got Kempney, and he, like I said, he's an yeah, actual Kempney, stud. He's right. a stud. Yeah. But the year that um, I, there was a couple games I forgot. It was probably the 2017 year where Shattenkirk looked good a couple games. Yeah. But then there were some games where he just like it, 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 he wasn't even noticed in the lineup. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, we remember when Matt but, Cohen but basically. I think oh, the Penguins just they look at you don't look at who the player is in the lineup you're playing the game and you know what you have in your team and you have that belief in your team and um they have adversity too with all the injuries and they're like okay we can if if we can beat any these guys with the guys in our lineup um you know we can we can beat anybody you know what i mean yeah no yeah i completely agree and you know the reinforcements are going to come you know we got one back tonight even though how we, you know, it's basically like, uh, I saw some tweet today, um, a soul for a soul from Avengers Endgame. A soul for a soul. Yeah, that was, that was the, basically the one, you know, the, every time a Penguins player comes back, I that like one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that? I like those odds. Yeah, you have, you have the, uh, I know you have the clip somewhere buried in there, uh, too, I what, think. What, Thanos? No, no, no I don't the, uh, the Mandalorian oh, one. Oh, 
Uh, there's there's Mandalorian. I like those odds. Yeah, there there it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the Penguins like those odds of the rest of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And um, yeah, so Dominic Cahuna, of course, came back. Thought he was he looked really good. He started playing on the fourth line, then Sullivan quickly t- took him off that like it was nothing. I think it was like a minute in the game. He put them he put him right up. I think on the second line with McCann. And uh, yeah, he looked really good. He looked like himself. He was really close to scoring a couple times. Um. The Penguins definitely de- desperately missed him, and um, it showed uh, through this past month. It's great to have him back. Yeah, they look, especially with him in the lineup, they look faster. Um, just compared to the, well, let me put it this way: they looked faster than the uh, past season's team that went on to face the Islanders with. Um, oh, they look they horrible look, series. They look lead, um, leads faster than t- them. Um, you know, I, I, I personally think Tanev's like a, like a Haglin that can score, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, <laughs> um, but yeah, Cahoon, Tanev, all those guys, just those, those bottom depth players are, you got that speed and, um, that's, that's really great to have. And, um, yeah, great to have uh, Cahoon back and. I look forward to seeing all the defensive players coming back um, here too in the next couple couple months with Dumoulin and Marino. Um, yeah, that'll be definitely better to get them. Back. And I mean, considering how uh, the Penguins have played, give credit to Ricola and um, Ruweedle uh, for yeah. stepping up and yeah. playing well. Absolutely, yeah. I saw you know Chad Ruweedle is actually on his right side tonight, and it's almost like wow, like. Playing him on his right side and not his offside, it works. And he actually looks like a serviceable bottom-pairing defenseman. I wonder why. I don't know why they were playing him on his offside um, so many times um, earlier. It just make, uh, made no sense. But uh, I think that might um, do it for this episode of Locked on Penguins. Uh, Cam, thank you so much for coming on. Um, some really good, obviously some great clips at the beginning, of course, with the, uh, the hello uh, and all that. But, uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. We're definitely going to have you on. Uh, more often um, as the season drags on. It's, you know, it's a great time to be a Penguins fan. Um, this team is really, really good. Uh, they remind me so much of the 2016 team. This is probably the best team since then. And, um, yeah, and, like I, and you know, they're not even close to fully healthy, which is pretty scary to uh, think about. So, yeah, thank you so much again, Cam. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Thank you to all the listeners of Locked On Penguins. And, yeah, um, I, the only thing I'll end on is um, Penguins are playing really good, but we can't let our our hopes get extremely high yet. It's it's still there's still some season to you know some weeks to be played. So yeah. let's take it game at a time, like like Mike Sullivan would say. Yeah, I guess long long way <laughs> but, to go. Um, we just play. We just play. <laughs> yeah. We just play. Just play. Yeah, that's that, that's his perfect one. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll have another episode coming tomorrow. I'm still kind of thinking about what I'm going to talk about on tomorrow's episode. Hopefully there'll be more trades like there was today. There was a bunch of defensemen trades because NHL GMs absolutely love trading for 30-plus old defensemen and trading a second-round pick for them. So maybe we'll get uh, more of those tomorrow. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys uh, tomorrow.